Segabits presents Sega Talk, a podcast talking all things with your hosts, George and Barry. All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Sega Talk podcast. I'm Barry, with me is George. Hello, everybody. And George, you will never guess what game we are covering this episode. What game are we covering this episode, Barry? Hang on. Hang on to what? Hang uh, on. Hang on what? No, just hang on. The, oh, the game hang on? Yes, yes. All right, right, See, that's, right. Uh, that was... That was a little vaudevillian humor. That was actually a routine performed in 1920 by uh, Cecil and Elber. See, you don't, you've never heard of them, but no, but we yeah. learn something in this show every day. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I wanted to try something different. So, if you like that intro, sound off in the comments below. If you want a vaudevillian act at the beginning of every Sega talk, no. All right, let's get into be, this. It's hard to do. <laughs> so. Um, I'm looking at my notes and I already messed up the date. It's actually 1985, Back to the Future. Uh, mm. Got you thinking that. Uh, all right, so Sega's Hang On came out in 1985 to arcades, July exactly. And it's one of Sega's most iconic games. It was designed by Yu Suzuki. You might have heard of him. And yeah. the game is notable for being the first full-body experience arcade game featuring a bike that players rode on and leaned left to right to steer. So this was the first full-body experience arcade game, full stop. The bike thing just happens to be what kind of uh, full-body experience it is. Before that, you did not ride on something. You just kind of stood there and hit buttons. They maybe had little uh, gimmicks like looking through a porthole or something like that. But um, Mm -hmm. that's pretty impressive. The game also featured... A, um, I believe there was a sit-down version and there was a basic stand-up version. And it yeah. has seen several ports to home and portable consoles. So to kick things off, the first question, what was your earliest experience with Hang On and have you ridden the Deluxe Cabinet? I've actually seen the Deluxe Cabinet in person, but I've mm. never rode it. I was like a kid when I saw it. And uh, I, I was scared because like, it leans right, so I was scared yeah. of like, like kind. Of, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I really don't want to make like a like get on this bike and then fall down in front of like public people. So <laughs> I just admire it from like a uh, a distance. Plus, you don't have money as a kid either, so it's another hassle right. to get through, right? Your parents are like, I already bought you video games at your house. Why do you want me to give you money to play play an old game at this point, right? Like mm-hmm. in the mid 90s or like the early nineties. So to yeah. me, it was a. Uh, I played it. I, I I think I played the only one I played is the stand up version that you talked about, not the deluxe version. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you played the deluxe version since you have a lot of arcades where you live right now. But well, it's, well yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah. But you tell me no. about your arcade deluxe experience. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm gonna make you feel uh, like a fool. Um, I actually have never ridden the deluxe version of Hang On. I believe it's the only deluxe deluxe AM2 game that I have not played. And, I mean, they just, they don't have it out here at the Galloping Ghost. Um, The closest chance I had was it was in that traveling video games exhibit that I believe was in Philadelphia, but I had already moved from Philly, and when I was visiting, it was already gone. Um, But they had the uh, deluxe version. I'll be honest, the, the first time I saw the Deluxe was in Shenmue. And, yeah. Um, it looks nice in that game, too. It looks beautiful. And I thought, oh, this is probably like a Japanese exclusive. Like, it never left um, Japan. But, you know, it, it definitely was around. It's just that this game is old. Like, <laughs> I mean, Very 1985 old. is probably the oldest game we've covered on this show. And it's it's starting to creep into games that predate us. Like, you know, I think a yeah. lot of times we talk about games like 1990 and we're a couple of old farts. So we're like, mm-hmm. we're like talking about it. Like, I remember the, the Master System, of course. It had brilliant graphics. But with this one, it's like we were baby Sonics. You know, we were little baby Sonics at this point. 
Actually, um, I wasn't even born when this came out. I was 86. Yeah, you, so. yeah, you were 86. Yeah. I was 84, late 84. So um, I have no excuse. I should have played this. Um, I, <laughs> two, two years I did, old, just writing it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I most definitely played the stand-up cabinet. And we're not going to cover it too much on here, but Super Hang On is really the game I think a lot of people experienced and probably think they played the original, but they haven't. Yeah. Um, so, and, and we'll definitely get into that. But let's get into the development because I think you'll be surprised by some of the stuff we're going to cover. So you hear the name Yuzuzuki, you would expect Hang On to be an AN2 game. But this is not the case. In fact, Hang On was developed by Studio 128 and built on the Sega Hang On hardware that later powered Space Harrier, which was the 11th Sega Talk that we did. Yes. Studio yeah, 128. That yeah, seems forever ago too. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I'll just take a break here. We covered, I think all the main super scalar Yu Suzuki games now that I can think of. Maybe we didn't do afterburner yet. I, I'll have to double check, but um, it, it's interesting now that we're going back to the original. So late in this uh, series, you know, like we're at episode 36 now, but it's interesting because you look back and, the Studio 128, it was five minutes from Sega's main offices, so it was a little bit removed, which I guess was nice for them. It featured a staff of five to ten people, and it was here that the popular Taikan games, or bodily sensation or experience games, were made throughout the 80s. And I've just been watching the uh, Disney Plus show, The Imagineering Story, where they talk about the Disney um, engineers who work on the parks, and there's a real strong resemblance to what I was reading about Studio 128 and Disney Imagineering in that a lot of the stuff they did was working in secret. They didn't want their technology and future plans to leak. So a lot of the history, at least in, for Sega, has never come out because they were not keeping records of a lot of things. They weren't talking about a lot of things. And, you know, at least with Disney, you know, years later, people talk and they do uh, documentaries. But it's just fascinating that so much of these 80s arcade games, we don't know too much about them. Um, I couldn't even figure out like who wrote what music, who did what. Yu Suzuki's the only name that came up on Hang On, despite I'm sure more people working on it. Um, of course. In fact, even Sega president Hayao Nakayama was once blocked from entering Studio 128. So, you know, when your president <laughs> is having trouble getting in, you know you're in trouble. Sounds um, like a club, you know? It does, yeah. I kind of want to make a uh, like a, a nightclub called Studio One Twenty Eight. That'd be pretty sweet. Wasn't uh, there like a studio in New York called like back in the seventies or sixties called like uh, Studio Something like Forty Eight or something? Fifty Four, right? Four, Fifty Four. Yeah, there. You yeah, go. yeah, yeah. That would be sweet. We should do that. I, I don't know why we're doing this. It's like a video um, game bar, right? Like well, a yeah, nightclub that, video game bar. That would be. Oh my god! It would be all the. It would be all, men only. And only obvious, only gamers, obviously. Shirts optional. You can fight in the corner, and we have all the deluxe super scalar cabinets that you can ride. We have to have some. We have to have GameCube and uh, Smash, just because you know that draws the crowd, right? Yeah, bring the kids in. Um, So, because of Sega's secrecy and lack of any real order with who worked on what games, Studio One Twenty Eight is not directly credited with any games. However. It did eventually become Sega R&D 8, which in turn became Sega AM2. And here's a bit of trivia I thought was really cool. I never knew this. The only in-game reference to the studio is hidden in Afterburner. Can you guess what that is? You probably are looking at the notes. I am looking at the notes, but like, <laughs> uh, I, just tell us because I already saw the notes. I just okay. don't want to say it. Uh, so it's the aircraft carrier number. It says yeah. 128 as you take off. So... That's that's and pretty nobody, sweet. Nobody nobody would have figured that out really. No. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hardcore so fans. You, what do you think about this secret studio and what are your thoughts on Studio 128? I haven't heard about it until writing these notes. I'm so shocked. I I knew that AM2 like was an AM2 for a while, and I know this is something that we've talked about and like debated with people in uh, Sega Retro that do these updates for these sites. But they're yeah. right. I mean, if it wasn't called that, I mean, Yuzuzuki AM2 became what it was because I, what it seems like is like other teams coming all together, right? Right. Um, and um, 
so I didn't know about Studio. It was called Studio 128. So this is something new that I didn't know. But it kind of reminds me of like how we all assume that Streets of Rage 2 was just made by Sega. But like really it was made by Ancient, which is mm. a third party that Sega contracted and uh, uses. Uh, I mean, what's his name? Yu- Yuzo Koshiro's sister owns that studio. So mm. And it's still around, by the way. And they still make games. Right. So, yeah, right. it's weird. I, it, this one obviously got you know put into Sega, like absorbed. Right. It kind of reminds me of um, oh man, I just forgot what it reminds. Oh, with uh, Studio Ghibli, how they'll say, "Here's the Studio Ghibli filmography," and they'll show uh, like the Valley of the Wind oh, and yeah. um, uh, even Gaska. Yeah, 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 and like the eighties um, films, uh, Grave of the Fireflies, like these these movies that came out before they were really actually studio ghibli but it all the people yeah. were there so you could say in in you know going backwards it is an am2 game and it is an am2 franchise because they did make additional games later on under the am2 name um, and they celebrated in their other games too a exactly lot. yeah yeah um what i thought was really cool and i mentioned it earlier is that hang on had its own arcade system and this is another thing you might say, you know, like, if you want to lose at trivia, uh, it's not an AM2 game and it's not a System 16 game. In fact, the system has no name. It has only been known as the Sega Hang-On Arcade Hardware. And that probably goes along with the secrecy at Studio 128. The system saw an upgrade with the release of Space Harrier. And if you want to read more about the specs, they are on Sega Retro. If you just look up uh, Hang-On Hardware... But uh, essentially, the specs on the upgraded one were um, similar to the System 16. However, there is a stronger focus on the graphics. And the board was actually designed to scale a large number of sprites and textures in real time. At the time, the hardware was groundbreaking, and it kicked off a series of super scalar arcade systems within Sega. And I'd say Nintendo probably picked up and ran with it, right? Because people were like... Oh, the uh, SNES uh, Super Scaler and Genesis stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like I don't know the idea of like a scaler. I mean, I understand that Sega. I mean, these studios right here perfected it because I mean the game I'm going to mention next is like not good at all and it's not even complete. But Turbo in '82 or whatever kind of thought the same idea, but it's a, not a good game at all and it wasn't mm-hmm. a hit at all. Yeah, but like yeah, this is po- this popularized it for sure because like right after this, the like. Years after this, when the Super Nintendo came out, this is something that you saw a lot. Like, a focus that Nintendo put into the hardware, right? Right. Like, right. they made a chip special to make uh, do, like, scalar graphics, kind of. And it looks really cool on the Super Nintendo, really, so... And and how funny is it that probably the best Super Scalar Nintendo game is F-Zero, and then Sega went and probably <sighs> made the best F-Zero game? <laughs> like Yeah, I was actually telling that to somebody. Like, I remember playing that game on Super Nintendo and being blown away. And then the idea that like Sega came and they're like, actually, we're going to make the best one now. And it's like, <laughs> that's sick. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Um, so this, uh, I, I do have another little trivia question that you could answer. And I didn't put the answers on here. Uh-oh. So five games were developed on the Hang On hardware. Can you name these five games? I've already named two of them. Uh, Outrun, right? No, I said, uh, so Hang On, obviously, and Space Harrier. What are the other three? I literally thought Outrun was one of them. To be honest, nope. I thought I thought these all reused the same arcade board. That's why they look so alike. But I guess I'm uh, that one's wrong. Um, Afterburner. No. Wait. wait, wait, wait no. No. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other games that came out during that time period. Like, there's it. it are they playing games? Right. So it's like, like G Lock and stuff like those were 3D, weren't they? No. G-Lock. No. No. Do you want to? Yeah, I'm me... not going to guess. Yeah. All right. I'll, guess I'll give you the answers. It's Enduro Racer, Super uh-huh. Hang On, and Limited Edition Hang On. Oh, come on. Some of those are like, <laughs> they're like, come on. Like, I'm sorry, Super George. Hang On? Yeah, I guess you're right. I just yeah. didn't think of saying the same name game, but like the different right. versions. Yeah, so yeah, Special yeah. Edition Hang On? Yeah, we'll get into that too. There's there's okay. some Hang Ons here that uh, I never I've never heard of, version, but you're just going to have so. to hang on. Okay. Oh, I, I right. do that. Uh, so, so this is the part where we talk about gameplay, and you're going to be shocked by how short this is. So 
Similar to OutRun, Hang On sees players attempting to hit a checkpoint before the time runs out, while avoiding other racers and obstacles. Instead of OutRun's branching path, however, Hang On was a simpler, simple, linear race to the finish. I don't remember how many stages, but some playthroughs I watched were up to five. And, yeah, uh, it was really short. Yeah, yeah. Um, you accelerated, decelerated, and leaned left and right to steer. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, being the first of Suzuki's super scalers, hang on, is very simple. Do you think this simplicity helps or hurts the game's longevity? Do you think it falls victim to Sega's sequel curse, where the second game outdoes the original to the point where the first game is deemed not as good? And I'm referring to like Super Hang On, Outrun. Can you go back and still play the original Hang On and enjoy it? So <laughs> when I played when I played the uh, the when I got Mame and stuff like for the first time, and I was like, oh, you could you could do uh, games on computer, and I started playing a bunch of arcade games. I just played the first one forever and i was like wait there's a super version and i just thought it was like a console version like a super Nintendo. you know when they made all those mm, like sega right. games on super nintendo and you're like what is this right or yeah. like they called them like super fantasy zone and it's a mega drive game mm -hmm. um that's what i thought it was so i didn't even really touch it for a while and then when i did play it it was like wow okay this is like an expansion pack that just basically fixes everything and but it, uh, yeah so yeah i think yeah i mean if if you had to play one, you would go to Super, right? There's no reason to like play the old one. Mm -hmm. But if you like Super Hang On and want to go back and play, I guess a different version of it. Mm -hmm. But I that's the problem with these games, right? Back then, they kind of felt like Super Hang On was a definitive definitive version, and these and the old one was just them just getting their feet wet to see if anybody even cared about the game. Um, right, I I would yeah. say that that Hang On and Super Hang On are much more different than Galaxy Force, Galaxy Force Two, and Afterburner, Afterburner Two. Like, um, in the cases of those two, they're not actually sequels; they're revisions. And I guess they put the two on there just to drive more people to try it, you know, instead of just releasing it quietly as an update. Um, so and, uh, there is. I was going to say about the. I was going to say about the simplicity about it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it actually helps the game because um, I think w when we think of arcade games here in America now that we're like, especially like the new generation that didn't really grow up during arcades or like in the 90s, I feel like there was a big mainstream like appeal again to mm -hmm. these uh, arcade games. But like in the 80s, I felt like in 70s, it was really, really mainstream like Space Invaders, Pac-Man. The, uh, these were all super simple games and like you but hard to master and i think that's something that this game kind of lends to like you're drunk at a bar right and the, <laughs> there's a, a bike right there now your friends want to sit there and it, it has to be simple for them to get or they'll not put more quarters into it right 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 yeah. um and it, it's it, i'm glad you brought up the deluxe cabinet again because i i don't get into it later with any of the notes but i did want to mention you know this thing this was built for the japanese who are That's what... smaller, lighter, yep. and um, these games are old now. They're 35 years old, and you're not going to be seeing many of these unless people, you know, really put a lot of work take care of them. Yeah, and money to take care of them. So I think one of the big things that hurts the game's longevity is actually the hardware itself. You're not going to see these too often. You're going to see the stand-up ones, and I think those are kind of... You're like playing half a game. It's not... You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree 100%. I've played, uh, which one was, like, uh, Thunderblade. That's a game mm. where, and some uh, rival fan sites hate that game. And I know full well they've never played the Deluxe Cabinet. Because if you play Thunderblade on the Deluxe Cabinet, it's a, an amazing, super enjoyable, cool game. The problem is, though, the one that I've played, it was super rickety because so many, you know, big Americans are crawling onto it. Just like, you know doing all this janky stuff where i'm i'm absolutely yeah. certain that smaller japanese players who are a little more respectful with the machinery you know they probably are having a better time with these games like i don't mean to, to hate on uh, the americans but it's just the I case mean, that's not, you know that i mean we're, we're heavy boys dude we live 
Americans live a very high-class lifestyle <laughs> where we have the abundance of calories to get big. It's a, it's, it's a freedoms, right? Well, yeah. So my thing is, what, like, what's the weight limit on this? Like capacity? Like, what do they recommend? Like, I have chair. I've seen office chairs when I'm buying them, and they're like. 175 pounds i'm like dude this is not working in america i'm sorry for you dude like this can't be in an office yeah building right one so um, I, I don't know i think 250 would be a decent or you know uh max capacity you know what i mean so the <laughs> i like that we're getting into this so the average weight of a japanese man is 137 pounds the average weight of an american man is 195 pounds Take that, Japan. So, Take that. So, you know, Good it's luck. not like I'm trying to, like, you know, shame anyone here. It's just a fact that when you have a machine that's over 30 years old and it's going through all of these people playing it, it's going to break down a lot faster when more weight is on it, especially with these machines that are going left to right. And I think... Don't be ashamed. And I think that's why we don't see Don't be them, ashamed. You know? Um, don't be ashamed of making fun of the skinny Japanese people, dude. We massive Americans. <laughs> we need bigger bikes, dude. I will say, though... Put a Harley on this it. This is um, a, a moment where I can bring up some recent news. Uh, M2 are actually releasing classic Sega arcade games again to arcades. Oh, so that's right. who knows? There might be, like, you know, we might see a limited release down the line of Hang On. They might do, like hang on legacy edition and release a limited amount to arcades for people who want to have this uh, experience again. That would be cool. I think they should do that. Um, just make the bike maybe yeah. a little beefier or something. It's definitely a little beefier. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, especially now where Americans have just gotten progressively more rich and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just <laughs> uh, let's get into the music. So the game soundtrack is short, but iconic. Tracks include Title, Hang On, Gold Music, and Name Entry. So of all of these uh, amazing sound, songs, uh, which, is your, which is your favorite tune, and why do you think Hang On's short, short soundtrack has endured for all these years? Uh, I mean, they have catchy tracks, but like, I mean, Outrun a Crisis is, wait, yeah, that's the best track they have, and that's a super Hang On, mm -hmm. right? Oh, well, I can't believe it's not on the first one. Hang on, it's so has good. the um, ding, 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 ding. But I th the titles and I mean these games, like all the scalar games, have pretty cool like uh, like ending music when you put the like Outrun has a great one. Oh. Like uh, that's the one we use in the end of our videos. Mm -hmm. uh, the, so like obviously the uh, the uh, title screen. I mean when you're putting your initials is always good. Mm -hmm. um, it's just little things like that. And it's funny because how short it is, right? Yeah. How many tracks you said again? Four? Yeah. That's almost like... That's like this guy did it in a weekend, right? Like, yeah, they, they could do it. And I think they should do this. This would be cool. They should do a date, data disks release, but on a 45. You know, those little ones. Because honestly, you could fit the entire Hang On soundtrack on a double-sided 45. Oh yeah, like little jukebox, <laughs> little jukebox record. You, you, oh, and they could do the little. You could listen. Yeah, you could listen to it while you take a dump, like one dump, and then you finish the whole soundtrack. That should be your goal, so, kind of like with brushing your teeth for two minutes. But you have. I'll to. make I'll make a video. I'll make a video on YouTube, but just me filming myself. Being like, this is a good song right here. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I fl I flush in the end, and I just get up. Yeah, save time like, on the okay. toilet. Uh, use the hang on soundtrack as your time limit. Uh, <laughs> of course i would say the main racing tune is my favorite though the attract sound is always good the dung ding, 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 you know that sort of thing uh um you always hear it in shenmue when you're walking through the arcades it always catches my ear and i sit down to play um and and speaking of that too we don't get into it but um both shenmue and the uh, 3d classics release of super hang on they do a good job kind of emulating the riding cabinet even though you're not actually riding anything at least you can see a 3d model you can get the uh in arcade experience with the tilting i thought that was really cool and it was a nice way to preserve it in fact m2 even went out and recorded the original machinery to get the sounds right so i i really appreciate that that's cool um hang on featured real advertisements and we know about these from other sega games so in this game there was bridgestone Shell, Gorelli Motorcycles, Tag, John Player Special Cigarettes, 
forum cigarettes. And for, for some reason, I saw that they were called Marbor cigarettes, but it's Marlboro. I don't know why it's just Marbor. Yeah. Um, I, I have no idea. <laughs> the ads were... And like... Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, the cigarette ads, like, three different cigarettes? Come on, Sega. Like, I understand the kids got to smoke, too, but this is getting a little ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and the ads were removed even from later releases, and Sega were criticized for the cigarette ads being in the game targeting children. If you look, uh, and it's our cover photo for this episode, the hang-on bike, it's a Marlboro bike. And I'm starting to wonder, like, if you've ever worked uh, in a corporate company the the color like it's not just red it's a very specific red so if you were to be at marlboro and find what the marlboro red is like the the paint chip color and compare it to the hang on bike i have to wonder if marlboro dictated the red you know what i mean like the bike yeah i don't know it's it's an interesting but like I mean, I would be okay with that. Like, just the color, it's whatever. Right. But, like, the idea that you're that they're putting... Like, this is kind of ridiculous, even in the 80s. Yeah. Like, didn't they already know in the late 70s that cigarettes are no bueno for you? Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea that Sega's like, oh, cool, money? I don't know. Did they get paid for this? Or did they just want to be like, oh, we want to put ads so it could look more realistic? No, they definitely got money. I, I'm certain. Like, you know, with all the R&D stuff, I'm sure they were just going, like, who wants to sponsor us? Throw us throw us some cash for our development and we'll put your ads in there. But I just think it's interesting that, you know, they, they probably decided who was going to be the bike sponsor and it was probably the highest paying uh, sponsor there. And then from there, they probably said, well, if Marlboro is the red bike, let's make the bike red. And, you know, it's like, that's, that's weird. This wouldn't fly today. That wouldn't fly today because of the ESRB and all that. Yeah. But, like, it's funny because this is, like, the Wild West. And it's, like, I don't know. Somehow, like, you know how we went to court because of, like, Mortal Kombat and all that? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is worse. Like, for some reason, like, putting <laughs> ads for, like, cigarettes is giving me, like, little, like, this is this is not good. Dude. Yeah, for sure. And my, um, my mind's kind of blown right now because I think we just – we're probably the first people to realize – that the the hang on bike is red because it's a Marlboro cigarette bike. Mm, That's crazy. Sweet, sweet. Well, cancer. first, first at Segabits, I'm going to post this on the front page right now. Um, so I, I think we've just discussed that Sega probably did go too far with the ads in this game. Um, I was curious what your thoughts mm. were on real world products being promoted in Sega arcade games in general. Um, and I'll give some ex- some examples. Crazy Taxi, you take people to real destinations like tower records kfc uh super monkey ball had banana stickers from i believe it was dole on there uh yeah and i think later it was like what's the other one called with the lady with the with the fruit basket chiquita banana uh, yeah chiquita because i remember sega was like when they did step and roll they like messaged me and they're like you want shirts and they sent me like a thousand shirts of chiquita and I was like, I didn't know what to do with them. So I just gave them away to people and gave them to the, the people on the sites. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was sponsored by that. So it's nothing new. Um, personally, cigarettes, a little overboard. But uh, I think, okay, so if you're going to be releasing the game in the future, this causes a problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, getting all these licenses together, is it worth getting the payment? And... So and then now, now we're really talking about would fans even care if we re-release uh, Crazy Taxi but change the destinations to like something else? Like how about if Sega makes a new contract with McDonald's or you know um, I can't even think of another company like they sell CDs right? right. Fye I, I mean Fyi or whatever they're called. Yeah. So like new stores that are still in business like obviously Tower Records is not a thing anymore, is it? Um no, I don't believe so. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen one. Yeah, neither have I. I, I, Yeah. So to me, it's like it really does date the game. Like the idea that the old game had like three cigarette companies, Mm -hmm. uh, which I've never even heard of. John Player Special Cigarettes. Have you ever heard of those cigarettes? No, I want to smoke them now for some reason, though. I don't know why. I got to go on eBay and get like a uh, vintage 80s pack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, i'll just do i'll do a a cigarette review of the uh, hang on cigarettes but uh what's your opinion on like having these sort of like ads in well i think 
it's i mean on one hand it's smart when you're doing uh outrun or afterburner and you're getting real vehicles but then you're biting yourself in the in the ass later on with re-releases because then you might lose the uh, license as they have and then you either change the vehicle and people bitch and moan even though i don't care what the car looks like in outrun really um or they pull it, you know, they pull it from digital services like Afterburner Climax. Uh, so that that does annoy me. I think with Crazy Taxi, I actually really like the product placement because it's funny. Because you have the lines, take me to KFC, you know, <laughs> like, it's just, it's... Uh, that That's actually my favorite part. That's actually one of the games where I was like, yeah, this is pretty funny, like, the way they did it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like them trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. But I mean, now when I'm growing up, it's more like, oh, you know, they got paid to put these people, these uh, ads in. Right. And I think it's actually kind of smart in terms of gameplay with Crazy Taxi, because when they come to you and say, take me to KFC, the game is hectic as is. So you're just looking for KFC and you know what KFC looks like when you see that restaurant from a mile away, you see it. But if they were to make up fake ones and say, take me to Jimmy's Chicken Shack and you're like, all right, let me look for it. And you're like. It's that building with the green. No, wait, I have to read like the low. I don't know what the logo looks like. You know, it's um, it, it like Tower Records yeah. is very eye catching. It's this big yellow thing. You know what you're looking for with Tower Records. So I think in that case, it really works. I think these like billboards, though, and stuff that have no impact on the gameplay, get rid of them, change them. I don't care. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not make fake ads. Though. Yeah, and uh, shame on you, Sega, for cigarettes. I think I'm gonna quit doing this. Uh, no, that's okay. But um, let's let's get into the gameplay. Let's get back into that a little bit. So, um, so you know, the hang on, the name hang on, it actually is a word coming from the bikers literally having to hang on to the bike while making sharp turns. And Suzuki said he read about this in a Japanese bike magazine. However, in North America, the term is called hang off. But despite this, mm. Suzuki chose the hang on name for all of the regions. Uh, have you heard about this term? Probably not. And which name do you prefer? Hang on or hang off? <laughs> well, I, I obviously prefer hang on because like when you see the deluxe cabinet, it literally looks like you're hanging on. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to the side, it, I mean, it's not that steep but when i was a kid and that you know you see and move you're like whoa yeah like that, that that doesn't look safe so um yeah i think hang on is fine there's a name um even though it's not a correct term and i think hang off like imagine it was called hang off yeah like i don't know like i don't know any terms but hang on just makes sense like you're hanging on to a deluxe you know like an actual bike so right hang off me, it is kind of like you're coming off of the bike so I, I can see that, especially when you look at the um, like the flyer artwork and the guys are really coming off the side there. Like they're kind of halfway off the bike. So, I mean, that makes sense. But I think just in terms of an action word on just works a lot more off seems kind of negative. Like, do you really yeah, want that's it right there? Do you really want a machine that you power on that you plug into a wall with the word off on it? Just to, everything. On just seems like, oh, you're ready to go on. Like, you know what I mean? Like turning something, like you said, turning something off. Turning off is always like a negative. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. It's just, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. So I agree it, with you it's smart. That. Also that little hyphen too. I think a lot of people forget, forget the hyphen. Hang yep. hyphen on. Uh, kind of like with. And it's another thing. Yeah. Outrun. Yep. Which yeah. is one word. Do you space it? Do you not space it? Sometimes Sega spaces this. Sometimes they don't space it. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed that. It's like, what is this? Okay, I don't know. Get it right. But yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> um, in an interview, and this is a little thing I found, uh, with G4, Suzuki said, I rode on motorcycles a lot. When we came up with the prototype for the arcades, I would ride on that prototype bike for hours and hours every day. So this do you is. you believe that? I, yeah, I believe that because Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. He gets a lot of his ideas from real world experiences. Sometimes in the past on the show, we'll joke like he's just messing around and wasting Sega's yeah. money. Not really, but you he's know, he's like in, he's just drinking whiskey in his office. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so with this in mind, can you think of other experiences that influenced 
Suzuki's later games because, you know, this is a trend with him. I mean, Shimu with his travels to China, mm-hmm. uh, Outrun uh, driving his sports car around Europe mm-hmm. or, or America or whatever it was. Right. I'm trying to think of other ones, but like, I'm pretty sure Virtual Fighter was another thing that was like Chinese influenced, at least some of the, the ideas. I mean, I guess we could just say that Virtual Fighter was made as a response to Street Fighter 2, but I think there's some real world experiences where he made the game different compared to everybody else. Like when you see Tekken and like, all these other games, they always have these like weird like storylines with like uh like spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Virtual Fighter is pretty much like more like I guess it has a crazy story behind it, but it feels more like an AM2 game, right? Where it's just like avatars that you play as, right? Right, right. And we've discussed this re- mm-hmm. before where the AM2 games, the style, it's it's clean, it's pure, but it still has a little bit of a stylistic edge to it, so it's not like the equivalent mm-hmm. of playing golf on master system you know or it's just like it's golf it's get it's get what you want get what you came for kind of thing like with hang on it's a unique name unique uh art style kind of there the music is catchy so they put a little pizzazz on it it's not basic flat bike you know uh bikes um so you know there's that and uh yeah you know suzuki i kind of want him to do more like i want him to go experience more to see what he could make games off of um i hope his next game isn't just like taking (laughs) it's a video game where you're trying to get a kickstarter project going and you keep visiting oh my god you keep visiting like weird conventions in like i don't know coastal cities in spain you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yes that'd be great and you have to pitch your game to sega and stuff that'd be that great. would be awesome be... i think though i would love to see a sega gaga about its you suzuki and his experiences yeah he, you play as him as the main character yeah <laughs> that'd be great I love and then that. he like you're trying to control him and he walks away and he starts like reading a book about wrestling and you're like no 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 no, come on go back and he's like there's some ideas here i i think i could i could make a game about wrestling um I, I like the idea that, like, you know how in other games they kind of make you go to the main objective after a while? Yeah. In this game, he forces you to, like, go to bars and do other things. He's like, oh, not right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll finish the game later. It's like half control Suzuki, half AI, where he just goes off and does his own thing. Um, That'd be great. I'll... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, back on topic. Yeah, back on topic. So the same year that the game hit arcades, Hang On released to the Sega Mark III in Japan and later to the Master System in America and Europe. Oddly, North American Hang-On never saw a standalone release. Instead, it was bundled with either Safari Hunt or Astro Warrior or built into the console itself. Have you played the Master Mm. System game? If so, do you own it, and do you remember which bundle it was? I played it. Mm -hmm. It's not that great. I don't know what version I played though, because I have to look at my master system. I haven't put, I've been, I haven't picked out my master system in a long time. Like, I, I I've been looking into buying like a Frame Meister or something just to pl- plug it into the LC, like to plug all these games into my like uh, LCD screen or whatever mm-hmm. or my big screen. But yeah, I haven't taken it out in a while. I don't remember if I have the cartridge or if I have it built in. I don't know if there's any differences, but like, I don't know. To me, it's like. It's hard for me to play the arcade version and then go back and play a Master System version. Like, mm-hmm. Especially since you could tell the arcade version's like a hundred times better. Yeah. Um, so what was your opinion on the Master System version and which one version do you play? So I have the one bundled with Safari Hunt. And the... So, yeah, it is it is disappointing. And I think my criticisms of it will actually come up in this next section here. So the Mark III Sega Master System version, while it did have an improvement over the arcade original, it gave you the ability to switch gears by pressing up and down. There was a major downside. And dude, can you? I remember playing yeah. it and forgetting about that. By the way, because they don't tell you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just didn't know. Well, that. you forget about that, and then and then also there's no music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. just silent. It was just like, yeah, and then like the weird effects for the bike. And I think, I mean, yeah, and I think we can agree this hurts the game, right? Like it removes a course. pretty important aspect. Imagine playing Outrun, uh, Space Harrier, Afterburner, any of those games 
on mute or with just the sound effects. Like it's, that's when it starts becoming, that's when hang on became bike racer, you know, like it removed one of the big things that made it unique and stand out from the other games that were just trying to be a basic, bleh, you know, like golf. It's like racing. watching a movie and you're like, cool. No, no, no music in this movie. Right. That's that's cool, I guess. Right? Music goes a long way to make a ordinary game extraordinary. You can quote me on that. I, yeah, that's for sure. I agree <laughs> um, with that. So this is weird. I thought this was really weird in in my note gathering. So the SG one thousand, which we both know predates the Mark III, um, it also saw a port, but the game was called Hang On Two. And this was, and Sega's weird with sequels in the 80s and early 90s. So this was actually a sequel to the Mark III Master System release. But due to being an older hardware, the graphics suffered. But on the plus side, they managed to work the arcade music in. And they released a bike handle accessory, which only worked with this game on the SG-1000, but is said to also work on the Master System and Mega Drive consoles with select racing games so i'm trying to think of some other like we had a uh a space harrier 2 on the genesis mega drive mm. um that's true and the uh space harrier 3d is technically the third game or a, a semi-sequel to the original because it's a different game even though it's using 3d glasses um yeah. So in this case, what are your thoughts on a hang-on sequel releasing exclusively to the very first Sega console um, and actually having more features than the Master System port? It's weird that they, they released it on the Mark Three, and then they're like, oh, uh, let's go back and make the sequel on the SG-1000. They got limited release. Right. Um, it doesn't make any sense, and then they released some hardware for it. So maybe they were working on this before, and they just decided let's call it two, and maybe we'll sell some units because, like, didn't the SG one thousand largely just release in Japan and like uh, maybe select markets here? Yeah, and and I think the two things that probably happened were one, they were they wanted to release it to the SG one thousand because that was a more uh, kind of the more prevalent console at the time and the master system was newer so they probably rushed that release um i also think that the hang on 2 um it's not so much a revision as it or a sequel as it is just a different name so that the two can stand apart so you know it's a different game but putting two on there makes it a sequel (laughs) but it's a sequel it's a sequel to a port on a previous generation console which i don't think has ever ever happened ever I don't think. Yeah, like it's like if uh, Uncharted Five came out on the PS3, right. they're like, "Oh, cool, PS5 came out, but that's that's cool. You're gonna make it on the PS3." Yeah, I, the only thing I can maybe think of is Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse, was on the Mega Drive, but then there were ports to the um, Game Gear and Master System, which then kind of saw their own sequels. So there's kind of then there's you know yeah. there's something there, but it's just it's bizarre and. Um, I mean, I do want to get that peripheral, though. That sounds pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> so Good luck. It probably costs a lot. Yeah, I'll have to look it up after we do this show and, and not buy it. Um, so hang on. Most famously, I think for many people a uh, little younger than us and maybe even our age, um, it was playable in Shenmue and Shenmue 2. And while hang on never had a Sega Ages port to the Saturn, Within Shenmue, you can purchase Sega Ages Hang-On for Rio's Saturn. Um, And it's been speculated that this either could be a nod to a canceled port that never happened, or it was Suzuki and team kind of rectifying what they saw as a mistake in not porting the game to the Saturn. The Shenmue version of the game saw the ads replaced, and this version was also used in Yu Suzuki Gameworks Volume 1, which was a Dreamcast game disc that came inside a book and it's very expensive now but you can find the um it's not an iso but whatever it is you know like burn the disc i have that it's one of the few um burn dreamcast games i have because it's just a much easier way to get in and play those games the other ones included on it are afterburner power drift and space harrier oddly omitting outrun i don't know why it's not there 
but um, still, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So Shenmue introduced a generation of gamers to Hang On, and for many, this is their first time playing the game. Did you play Hang On often in Shenmue, and how do you think this helped the game's legacy? Um. Well, first I played it like um whenever I, the first time i played the game i only played it a few times and i remember enjoying it but then i always always go to the story i mean when you play that game I, when it came out um i was more interested in the 3d tech that they were pushing at the time mm-hmm. so i was like following people doing the little things looking at like what you like how deep this ai goes you know and at the time it was way deeper than like final fantasy games you know what i mean those kind of rpgs right. so that was impressive but yeah i mean after, now when i go back i've noticed that i play a lot more arcades mm-hmm. and uh i think i think that's something that's always missing in, in the new Shin, shinmu games you know like the third one mm-hmm. they don't have the official arcades it's I, I think that's pretty big and i and i do agree i i do know some people that were like oh yeah i played that on the shinmu uh game in the arcades mm-hmm. So it did open up to some new gamers. And if you go online, you notice the Sega fan base is like fractured. You know, there's like, oh, I only like Shimu. That's it. Yeah. So those people know what Hang On is because of this game. Right. And uh, how how much did you play of it in Shimu? I played it quite a bit. Um, it was just, it was really cool to have these games accessible that way. It was fun playing a game within a game. And I, I never got very far with it. It's a pretty difficult. It's not a super difficult game, but it, you know, it's a quarter muncher. So it is. It um, it was fun. I liked it. I probably played Space Harrier a lot more. But what I really liked is that it had an online leaderboard, so you could actually compete with other people and upload your scores, which was, I think, pretty um, groundbreaking at the time, just for the Dreamcast. And for this game, it was really the first time there were global leaderboards for Hang On. Thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I played it a, a fair amount, and it really, too, you know, with with Shenmue, it had Yu Suzuki's name on it, and then you see these other games, and in a lot of the magazine articles and reviews, they'll say Yu Suzuki's earlier games are in this. So it really uh, put kind of a package around or encapsulated what Yu Suzuki was. So even if Shenmue was the first time you've experienced one of his games, you could still get a taste of what this guy's history was. And to play Hang On, but then to also have the scene with Ryo on the motorcycle, you start to see kind of echoes or repeated concepts in Suzuki's uh, uh, gameography. So it was a cool little connection there. I like that. Um yeah, and there actually there is a cameo outside of that in Shenmue. I'm going to go through some of the cameos here, though. Um, there were several Hang On cameos in other Sega games because it was such a uh, important game and an old game. So you know it had a lot of time to pop up in other titles. So the bike was a hidden character in Power Drift. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Not goofy. Uh, Sonic Riders gear, which would uh, unlock the theme song. I don't know what it looked like. Maybe it was, if I'm remembering right, Sonic Riders, they had the hoverboards and the hoverboards changed. So maybe there was a hang on hoverboard. Um, That game had a lot of like Sega, like Easter eggs, even that's, you know, Ooh La La. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not to go on a tangent, but it was kind of like the original All Stars game. It had, like you said, Ooh La La. Uh, Knights, Super Monkey Ball. So it wasn't all Sonic Team. It was um, kind of a mix of uh, like Hitmaker, UGA, Sonic Team, oh, yeah. AM2. There were some real, um, real cool callbacks there. So if you can get that game and get into the gameplay, which I honestly can't, like Sonic Riders, I just can't crack that. I don't understand what's going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you can... Uh, there's some real cool Easter eggs in there. Um, you can actually hear the theme song to Hang On if you put the initials H-O in Daytona USA's high score screen, Ho. Uh, Ho. There was the Shenmue capsule toy of the racer. Mm-hmm. And is 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 the Hang On racer a woman? Isn't that a reveal in Super Hang On? 
Really? I, I didn't know. I it's thought like, uh, there was a. It's like Samus, right? Like, yeah. And, uh, I thought there was a. Yeah. I, a super hang on ending where the helmet comes off and it's a woman. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I thought that was the case. Um, All Star Racing Transforms Final Track Race of Ages features the arcade machine as a giant hologram. So we went through these. Did I forget any? And what are your favorites from this list? <clears throat> uh, well, the, the arcade is also in Yakuza Zero, mm. I think. I think it might be in another game. Um, I, but that's Super mm-hmm. Hang-On. It's not the original Hang-On. It's the white yep. one. Um, but uh, that always, like, that reminded me of, like, oh, it's cool that this team paid tribute to kind of, like, Shimu and, you know, having that arcade. And then the way he sits on it is pretty interesting. Like, it's pretty funny. Um, out of these, mm-hmm. um, I uh, probably, I mean, the only one I really remember is putting HO in the <laughs> Daytona USA screen because I remember being like addicted to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Daytona USA is a really, really, really good game. Yeah. And, uh, so that's the only one I actually remember looking up and then doing it just to be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, what's yours? Um, I would say my favorite one from the list is the uh i really like the little capsule toy i just think it's cute and i want to get a 3d printer just so i can make one <laughs> um don't they have don't they have them like capsule toys in, from japan you know they do they make everything they do have like toys. a keychain or something i've seen it before i don't know what what line it's from and um yeah i really want that i think that's really adorable um and then probably the race of ages track just in general has so many cool call uh, call outs and i just think like with the um space harrier machine it's just such a cool design and we'll we'll get into some of the merchandise here but um i i think it's cool to see that in 3d as a giant hologram so should i get into the merch here yeah we all right let's merch. do it so there's not not too much we're going to mention here there was that little toy george mentioned uh, I don't recall if there was like a board game. I don't think so, but some other Sega arcade games have had board games. But in recent years, there was a little scale model. And if you're watching the video, it's like this big. It's like the size of uh, a big hamburger. <laughs> and um, mm. did you did you pick that up? No, I didn't pick that one up. I picked the Virtual Fighter ones that they did where they were like Polygon. Mm. But like... Sometimes when you collect Sega stuff, like some stuff, like you have to be like, all right, I can't get this, but I'm gonna right. get this record. Yeah, yeah. You have to pick what your your poison is, and I've been trying to like scale back on toys because like they take a lot mm-hmm. of room. So I'm trying to like I'm like okay, I'll pick the games up, I'll pick some accessories up, I'll pick uh, vinyls because I also you know collect music for other artists that aren't like video games. So that's why I pick. Um, I did. I thought I kickstarted the pop-up mm-hmm. book because there was a Kickstarter for it, and I didn't. Oh. I noticed in the end. So I, whenever I get money, I'm probably gonna order it if it's like just. I think it's just for order on their website after. Yeah, the yeah, it's right? up there. But yeah, you're right. So there was yeah. um, the scale model, like I mentioned, which is actually two scale with those polygon Virtua Fighter characters, and I think the um, there's been some Yakuza ones too. I forgot what the line is, but. And there was also like an asteroid candy uh, Sega arcade mm-hmm. cabinet. Yeah, like yeah, I, I have that sick. one, but I haven't built it yet. But building it, it was super easy, and it's really cool once you put it together, and it kind of it tilts. Um, so you know, if you like the aesthetic and you like the design of arcade machines, definitely look for that. It's not, it's not going to break the bank. It's not that expensive, but it just takes some time no. to put together and the little decals and stuff. Um, there's also the aforementioned. Uh, from Read Only Memory, the pop-up book, which I believe we've done a Swing and Report mm-hmm. show on or mentioned. And that's really cool. I backed that, and I think they're shipping out soon. Um, speaking of Yu Suzuki, I also backed their Dreamcast book, which he signed, and I haven't received it yet, so I'm getting a little worried because I've seen people in America. Posting it Yeah, on and I'm like, I'll, I'll click their name yeah. immediately to see where they are, and it's like Boston, Massachusetts or something. I'm like, uh... Where's mine? <laughs> I hope it didn't get stolen. Like, I don't know. They didn't send yeah. out uh, tracking numbers, and I feel like it really should with uh, 
Oh, that that I agree yeah. because then now they're just going to put themselves in the situation where people are contacting yeah. them for when is it coming? Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm getting a little worried. Like I, I think they should have the audit, like the sign only, anyway. Um, so uh, hang on, it's a surprisingly large franchise. So much so that I think after you know talking with you here for a close to an hour about the original. I think there's enough to do an episode Crazy. in the future on Hang On sequels. And oh, yeah. um, we're going to quickly, though, run through the ones here. I think there's just a lot of development stories, um, gameplay that we can talk about, a lot of interesting things. When you group all these games together, I think we could have a beefy episode in, in the future. Plus, you know, we don't want to burn through everything. Uh, but um, Hang On Jr., this one was new to me. This released in 1985. It's a stripped-down version of the System E hardware. I've heard it's a little more cartoony. It cuts, um, there's cuts to music and graphics, so it's it's a stripped-down version, I think, for people who probably had cheaper arcade hardware and wanted to have Hang On but couldn't afford the big riding cabinet. Um, yeah. We mentioned... But Jr., hmm? though... Like there was a ne there was also a Neko the Dolphin Junior. Like I feel like if I ever have a kid, I'm just gonna give him the Junior versions <laughs> of games just to be safe. That's funny. I, yeah, and be like, sorry. Yeah, Junior was kind of a thing with Sega for a while. I, I wish we'd have a Yakuza yeah. Junior. That would be cool. Like a Dragon Junior, like a Junior. Um, <laughs> you play as Kazuma as an eight year old. Don't give them ideas. They'll do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hang on, two, which we mentioned, it was a direct sequel to the Mark III version. Um, downgraded graphics and arcade music, so that's a plus at least. Uh, Super Hang On, which I think is the biggest game out of all of these. It was the true sequel, yep. released in 1987. Worthy of another episode for sure, and I think all these others too can be mentioned in that one. Uh, GP Rider, which was released in 1990. It's a pseudo-sequel, much like how G-Lock is a sequel to Afterburner. Uh, there's right. this one, which I thought was really cool. So it's called Limited Edition Hang-On. It came out in 1991. And, you know, we were talking about how it would be cool if M2 brought back the the deluxe cabinet. So in this case, uh, what is this, 16 years after the release of Super Hang-On? No, not 16. Six years, I'm sorry. After the, the release years, of yeah. Super Hang-On for arcades, uh, there was a full rideable blue bike. So I thought that was cool that they, they brought it back. Um, Hang On GP 1995. This was the third game in the series. It featured full 3D graphics and released as a Saturn exclusive. And little fun fact for that. Um, I forgot what his name is, but I believe he did a voice in Shenmue 2 as one of the characters. And I looked up his voice actor history and it said he was the menu music for Hang On GP. He was actually at a convention I went to, and I got him to sign the Hang On GP. So that's kind of funny. I, you know what? I never played Hang On GP. I'm looking at it right now, and it was made. It wasn't even made by us uh, in Sega. It's like a yeah, yeah. company, right? Get Jinkai. Right? Yeah. So I really feel like it's probably a game that they just looked at it and said. That looks like Hang On. Let's put it on the Saturn and put Hang On GP on there so we can, you know, move some copies. It's strange, though, because it is kind of like a mix between that GP rider I mentioned and yeah. Hang On. Yeah. And, oh, and the guy who signed it, too, he signed his name backwards. I don't know why he did that. Uh, like, I don't <laughs> I don't know why. And I... It feels like it's harder to do that, like, to sign it backwards. Like He signed care. it backwards, and, and was... I think it either is because he didn't believe that he actually worked on it, even though his name's on it, or because he's just a really weird guy. I don't know. I mean, if you're a dude, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything, but it was weird. Uh, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy, okay. but geez, like, what are you doing? Uh, just sign your name. Um, and then finally, we have 3D Super Hang-On, released in 2013. This was the M2-produced 3D Classics version of Super Hang-On for the Nintendo 3DS. Tons of features on there, including the one that I mentioned where it uh, simulated riding in the cabinet. I don't remember if it, this uses the accelerometer, but they'd be stupid not to, so I think it probably does. Um, so mm. if you, out of all of the ports that we talked about, which one would you suggest people check out? 
I mean, if you can't get a deluxe cabinet, <laughs> which is like, let's be honest, the, the way to mm-hmm. play it, um, I guess 3D Super Hang On on the 3DS, mm-hmm. uh, and it, but it kind of like hurts my hurts my soul a little bit because like this should already be on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Like, it, I love I love the I love the 3DS when it was out, but the screen is so low quality, and like just the idea of being able to play it on your TV is a lot better than just playing it on a small like. 32 by 302 pixels, you know what I mean? Right, and the Switch has an accelerometer, so they could do that kind of control. That would be that would be pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I would I would say go with the Shenmue version or the uh, 3D Super Hang On, just so you can get a taste of both of them. But yeah, they definitely need to give it a Sega Ages release for the Switch now. Go on, go online. Buy the buy the arcade yeah. deluxe. Ship it to your house. Set it up. Email us so we could go to your house and play yeah. it. And then you can enjoy it yourself after we break it with our massive <laughs> American appetites. Yeah. Our yeah yeah exactly. I mean, geez, sixty pounds more than an average <laughs> Japanese man. Wow. And that's just the average. That's still not, you know, like the heavy set people, or you know what I mean. Like I'd probably break the bike in Japan. Like I wouldn't even sit on it because right when I lean, it just like leans the whole machine with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it. Um, right. You know what I mean? But, but I don't know. Would you risk it, like public embarrassment that it's, you're too heavy yes. for it? I mean, we're we're talking about Japanese people here, like 930 pounds. They yeah, right, right. No, I'd I'd risk so it because I want to ride it. I'm an American. Get me on that. Can I ride it? Get me on it. And if and if I fall, and if I fall, I'm suing exactly. you right away. That's the first thing out exactly. of my mouth. Should have been fat proof. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, to wrap things up here, do you have any final thoughts on Hang On before we go into our Patreon supporters and their memories of the game? It's a game where you ride a bike and you ride it fast and you beat a yes. clock. If you like that, you'll like this. Yeah. And if you want, if, and it's a super skilled mm-hmm. game, and you know why not play it? I mean, what other games do you have to play? There's no games anymore, <laughs> dude. Just go back and play this game. That's my Absolutely. advice. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I would it. say go back, play this one, and then play through all of the uh, uh, Studio One Twenty Eight AM Two, whatever you call them, R and D Eight um, Super Scalar games. It's a great kind of history of classic Sega arcade games, and. You know, this might be the earliest one. It might not be the deepest, but there's still a lot there. And, you know, if you're a Shenmue fan, give this one a try again. You know, break out of your Shenmue world. Play some other games. I was going to ask you, like, we know that we, me and you, we, like, see the Super Scalar games. We kind of, you know, they're they're legendary for Sega fans. But, like, do you think they get kind of a raw deal in mainstream, like, audiences? I know that, like... There's some like mass media that some of these games got, like Afterburner being Terminator 2 for mm-hmm. whatever. But like, I feel like when people talk about old arcade games, they always talk about like Pac-Man, Space Invaders, or Donkey Kong, or yeah. You know what I mean? There's like these games they talk about, but nobody really gave gives like mainstream credit to like these basically are attractions or like rides or like half attraction rides like Disney. Yeah. I, I'd agree with you there, but I think we're finally getting to the point where people like us who remember these games fondly are giving them more of a life. Like we're seeing now, there's actual books coming out, there's toys. Um, it's it's kind of a renaissance for games of the 80s, whereas stuff like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, great games, but they're kind of, kind of passe now. You know, they've, they've had their documentaries, they've had their books, and now we're kind of moving on to people who are in their, you know, like late twenties, thirties, forties, and they're really remembering yeah, right. these. And there's some great books out there. I'm looking right now. There's the Hardcore Gaming 101 books. There is the Sega Arcade Revolution books, um, and then the upcoming pop-up books. So there's a lot of stuff now, a lot more history. And I even think that Studio 128 stuff that we were talking about is relatively new. Like I don't recall seeing that before on the wikis and it's not something a lot of people have talked about. So I'm really glad that we covered it here. And um, if you like our show, you can support us on Patreon. We have a Patreon account that's patreon.com slash Sega If you support us at any level, 
you will have your comments read aloud at the end of the episode and you can share memories you can tell us you hate the game you can tell us you've never played it some people are like looks great never played it um but we'll we'll you know <laughs> give you a shout out read what you have to say so let's let's dive right in and close the show out with these guys so we've got brian truong who says my dad and i played the sega master system version a lot together when i was a kid fond nostalgic memories for sure and we we liked that uh daniel andres who's become a regular here he said i believe that the first time that i ever discovered this game was in shenmue at the u arcade at first i didn't really like the game or its concept on what you had to do in it however over time the title did definitely grow on me and i even now own the original master system version of it I do come back to it every now and then to hopefully get a little farther than I was at the last time. Also, it's sort of genius that the game is in Shenmue because the controls do teach you what's to come for later on the third disc of the game. Yeah, isn't that interesting? It's like a little... Oh, I didn't... I didn't think of that, you know, it's like a call, like, you actually... Yeah, really it's, like it's kind of like the yeah, Slumdog Millionaire cool. moment where Rio's like, I've been trading in this, let me look back in my my earlier life experiences, playing hang on. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that that way, but that's... That's cool, I like that. Um, and then Nicholas Schaefer, another uh, longtime commenter here on the show, he said, my uncle worked at an arcade called Boomtown. I love that name, Boom, Boomtown. I love it, yeah. I'm going to Boomtown, play some hang on. I like it. Yo, Ma. Yeah, yeah I like it. I'm going to Boomtown. You go ding down, ding on. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> boomer. Yeah, okay, Boomer Town. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, my uncle worked in an arcade called Boomtown, and hang on was always a favorite. The motorcycle just drew me in. It wasn't just buttons or a wheel, but you actually got on, and it felt like you were able to really drive a motorcycle. Wow. I'm jealous yeah. of him, dude. Like, he got to play it. Like, man, oh, my God. Maybe he broke right. it. Maybe he's he guys brave. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, we Americans, we're just so when, goddamn thick. When I mean, we see a game, we want to ride That's it and break it. Hell, I'll, I'll climb onto an old arcade machine like Pac-Man, just sit on the top of it. I'm riding it. Yeah. Well, I, I went to uh, the ser the city nearest me, and uh, all the arcade games like were kind of broken, <laughs> like all the write-on ones. So like, I get it, dude. Yeah. We're awesome. We're an awesome. We just Japan can't make they make junk. It should be American made. Anyway, that's a good that way to close the show. Make all right. Well, happen. thanks for listening. We'll see you again on the next episode of Sega Talk. Let's hang. Let's hang out of here. Can you lean to the right or left? You doing yes. it? I'm hanging off. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.